This is the Orange Podcast. Conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. This is Alan Reader. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Orange Podcast, your weekly batch of ingredients from the people shaping the future at Orange City Council. On the show this week, how Orange City Council will sit down with the Heritage Council to find a way forward to build a sports precinct alongside the Heritage Bloomfield Health Campus. That's coming up later. But first, Lord's Place in Orange is already a hive of activity as the Council's water crew carves up the roadway to install a new water main. That underground project is happening to clear the infrastructure decks ahead of work starting for a major upgrade of a CBD block of Lord's Place and Bing Street starting later this month. Engagement officer Ellie Bryce brought the businesses in those two blocks together this week with the contractors who will actually do the work. We're here at our information night where we've got all of our Bing Street and Lord's Place businesses in to talk about the scope of works that's coming up for our future city upgrade of those two streets. I'm here with the Managing Director of Orcon, Paul Montaliani, and Orcon are the ones who have been awarded the contract to do this work. Tell me, Paul, why are you guys really keen to get in and help us with all of this and, I guess, transform these two main streets of Orange? Look, it's an exciting project uh, for us as well as for the whole city. The, um, you know, the, the Future City project uh, gives the community a better access around the city. Um, you know, we're just excited to be a part of it and uh, you know, to, to execute the, the work with the community. Tell us, Paul, um, local workers here doing the work for the local community? Yeah, we have got a local workforce. Um, they'll be on the on the job front, and uh, we do have um, a, a number of uh, indigenous within the company as well. Um, so yeah, predominantly we try and employ all local wherever possible. Now, without going into too much detail, um, talk us through briefly what I guess we're undertaking and you know start to finish roughly you know in terms of dates. Right so uh, we're currently underway um, and you know we're we're forecasting a September finish. Um, The the project scope during this time we're going to be doing footpaths, uh, curb and gutter, um, you know there's a a variety of works uh, so yeah but uh, generally September is uh, our completion. Well thank you very much Paul. Great thank you Ellie. So now that we've heard from the big boss, Paul, we're now standing here with Ryan Shuttleworth, who I guess controls the guys on the ground. Ryan, talk us through, I guess, the scope of works in a bit more finer detail. What can the community expect to see now that construction has basically kicked off? So from an Orcom perspective, uh, we have to replace the curb and gutter and footpaths in Lord's Place, Bing Street um, on both sides. Our plan is to start at Summer Street end of Lord's Place on the eastern side, uh, fix up the taxi rank and move our way through, working concurrently on the curb and gutter on both sides of the road. Um, This will assist with the subcontractors we're bringing in for the curb and gutter. Then we'll move and do the footpath on the western side, which will be plain, leaving the driveways as they sit currently and work with businesses to pull those on Sundays or nights or whatever fit their best business practices and deliveries, things like that. Then we'll move into the street works, medium, roundabout and works on Bing Street, which should take from June through to the end of July before moving into the exposed aggregate around 
the Civic Centre and the Library Information Centre. Yeah, and that'll bring us up to basically September, Ryan? Currently my schedule has a finishing at the end of August, or mid to end of August. Uh, we will have limited contingency in there for rain, um, some bad weather contingency but limited, and any variations or changes to scope of work may push that out, but our goal is that we'll have that completed by around about the 20th of August. Why is it important to you guys that we work with businesses to make this as easy as possible? In the end we're all here for one goal and that is to beautify Orange I guess. Our plan is not to upset businesses or affect their trading. If we can work with those guys, um, keep our guys happy and keep businesses happy, it just makes for an easier lifestyle. It's easier to work, the guys want to come to work and um, the customers, which is the rate payers, they're all happy. Excellent. Well, thank you, Ryan. We look forward to seeing it all come to life. Thank you. And now for a wrap of what's been happening in the corridors of Orange City Council. Acting CEO Scott Maunder. Scott, um, it's been a busy week at the Council this week. Let's talk about some of the things that have happened. You've heard back from the Heritage Council about uh, they get to assess the plans to remove some trees on the Bloomfield site. What's their reaction? So Heritage have advised Council, and it's a public document now on their website, that they have broad support for the uh, establishment of a community sporting facility out there, yep. but they do want us to do some more work with them, so we're planning on a, a workshop with them around some of the finer detail of that development. The Heritage Council are involved because it's of the of the nature of that Bloomfield campus. It's a beautiful area out there. It's on the curtilage of the old Bloomfield facility, uh, so it's actually included within the, the curtilage of the Heritage Zone, so that's why Heritage are involved. How is that going to change uh, the... Council's timetable, there was going to be a meeting on the 27th, that'll slow it down a bit? It'll push that out. It's an important body of work though, obviously, to work with Heritage on this, so um, it's it's a good process. Uh, it provides some rigour to our planning. But in principle, they're offering support for the idea of a sports precinct out there, so that's a, that's a good start. That's correct, and they've, and, and they've been consistent in that, in that support. A couple of consultations that are happening, one of the interesting ways that happens both online and face-to-face, a couple of the online ones, um, looking at both the budget and um, and plans to, what, what the best place to put a new multi-level car park? That's right, they're available on your say, so if uh, staff want to go on there, uh, all the members of the general public drop onto your say and, and we can get their feedback, that'd be great. The ideas for a multi-level car park are still years away. I guess that's a good time to be looking at the options about, well, should it be at Woolies, should it be at Ofa or somewhere else? That's right. It's big projects. Uh, there are a number of sites on there. Those those two are coming up as being popular, uh, but we're we're keen on seeing hearing the feedback from the community on all, on all the on all the sites as well as the online conversation. There's a couple of face to face opportunities. That's a that's a new thing. Council is trying to to keep people in touch when the major items are up for discussion. A couple are happening next week. So there's two on two on next week. So we've got a new wetlands in East Orange, uh, north of the showground. So there's face-to-face consultation on that on Monday next week. So we invite anyone to come along to that. Um, and then we've also got the budget face-to-face next Wednesday. So that would be really interesting and, and possibly a venue for potential new councillors if they might like to come to that. There's lots of information available. The whole process of how you make a budget and how that sorts out what's important to someone. If, if a council really thinks someone's something important, they put money behind it. So it, it, do you think it would be a good opportunity for, for people standing for council to get their head around? Oh, absolutely. And it also gives people that are, that are interested in standing... 
uh, some more information in our longer-term planning. So there's 10-year plans in there, and they dovetail into some work that we did a couple of years ago when we set the strategic priorities for Orange, um, obviously off the back of the community strategic plan for its future growth. So the budget underpins all of that work. There's a long-term trend with over the council during the COVID period of having some free music concerts in Robertson Park. That takes a new direction. We've, we've moved on from live music to, to movies. We have. We're moving on to ET. So one of my favourites is a kid. So that's on this Friday night. Again, a free event for anyone who'd like to attend. They do have to register. Obviously, we're still in a COVID environment. So those tickets are available online. Uh, and the and uh, welcome everyone along to that. It's a it's a it's a great movie. Do you remember where you were when you saw ET for the first time? I was on the Gold Coast um, when I saw ET for the first time, but um, unlike my little brother, I wasn't scared of it. So uh, yeah, it, it does uh, it does confront some children, but it's a great it's still a great movie. It'll be a great one for for uh, parents to share with their kids. And have you ever been to an outdoor movie screening since they closed drive-ins? We have. There's been a few in Orange. Um, we've we've been certainly up at the Botanic Gardens. There's been a, a number up there. They're a great thing to get along to with the family and a picnic and a and a glass of wine. So um, those things are obviously there this Friday. So encourage everyone to come along and enjoy themselves in a f- family friendly environment. Lots of food stalls. Some some local wineries have got some stalls there and some breweries. Um, a good opportunity to, to do that. That one comes with some state government money. Um, do you think the council will look again at live events in the park in the future? Oh, absolutely. It's it's part of our broader plan. So some of the things with Future City that we've seen is is really been around invigorating the in the CBD of Orange, making it a more pedestrian friendly environment, and activating those spaces. So these events are, are twofold: getting the community out and together again, as we've been able to as we've moved out of COVID uh, restrictions, but also looking for further down the track about uh, using some of our parks and wonderful open spaces. Um, more interactively with our community. So something that works really well. Another big event coming up in the in the coming week at Robertson Park, Anzac Day. It'll be different to Anzac Day as we know it, but it's good that we're uh, finally getting together again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last year, everyone we saw standing in their driveways, which was lovely. I'd, I drove around at, at dawn just to have a, uh, a bit of a look to see what, what the engagement was, and certainly a huge amount of engagement, but lovely to get everyone together. It's, it's quite stirring, those, and... And obviously um, a very apt ceremony, both in the services, rather both in the morning and, and, at, and at 11 o'clock to, um, to remember our servicemen and women. The important message about Anzac Day is that organisers don't want us to stand on the street and watch the marches go by for COVID reasons. And again, if you want to go to the Robinson Park event, um, registering online. So again, for COVID safe reasons. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And uh, a couple of changes with the march, as you say. So there's no march down Summer Street this year. Uh, schools won't be involved. Uh, it'll be uh, a, a more modest march um, for returned service men and women down Bing Street, but the services will still be conducted at dawn, which actually will be a bit later. It'll be at 6.30 uh, and then the 11 o'clock service. Thanks for joining us for the show this week. Until next time, for the Orange Podcast, this is Alan Reader. Bye for now.